little bummed out on this one, folks. Um, love Amy Peach. She is an absolute gem in the valley. She runs the Venture Center and helps small businesses and entrepreneurs in Northeast Wisconsin through the Fox Valley Tech in Appleton. Uh, and the audio on this one is super wonky. And interestingly enough, this is the second time that I've I've done a project with Amy where the audio ends up being an issue. So, Amy, if you're seeing this, listening to this, I uh, I ask your forgiveness, and I think third time will be the charm. And uh, but Amy is a great resource. She has great tidbits. And uh, yeah, the, although the audio is a little echoey, kind of sounds like character him from the Powerpuff Girls. Um, I think there's definitely some gems in there. Amy, like I said, is a wealth of knowledge. So please enjoy my conversation with Amy Peach. Five, four, three. What's up, friends? What's up, friends? We're back. But why not? I'm Evan Primus. I'm here with Amy Peach from the Fox Valley Technical College. She works in the Venture Center and she helps entrepreneurs and local businesses around Northeast Wisconsin really figure out their business model, um, how to become profitable, how to be nimble, and uh, just helps them any way she can. And we're going to talk more about that. Um, next week, we have a, another small business type thing. Excellent. Um, oh, shoot. Not Stacy, she's in Green Bay and she runs a thing called Sage, and it's like a it's a small business creatives. It's for mm-hmm. create. I think it's like a lot of um, female small business owners that do vendor type work, like farmer market. Okay. You know, um, so that's next week, and then also this Saturday we have our biking brewery tour. It's our last one in Appleton. We're biking around four different breweries. You can get your tickets online. You can find that um, at the event page on our Facebook. So that's going to be really fun. So we're here with Amy Peach. What's up, Amy? How are you doing? I'm well. How are you? Good. So, Good. Um, so we start the show with a question of the day. What, what do you, what do you want to ask of the people of Northeast Wisconsin? It could be something personal to you that you want to learn. Maybe you want to find stuff that you're searching for in the area, mm-hmm. or maybe you have a question about how to solve a problem or how people find information or something. Okay, well, thanks for inviting me on to have a discussion today. And what I would say, my question of the day is, Northeast Wisconsin, what's your idea for a business? What do you want to start up? And I like it. I love that question because everybody has something they Mm want to do. Oh, absolutely. If money were no object, what would you be doing Right. right What would you be doing if... You weren't paid to do it. Right. Right. That's Connect awesome. with that passion. Yeah. And I'm sure you see a lot of that because um, I know we met from you doing student work. And I know you do a lot of a lot of stuff with students, a lot of stuff with really everybody trying to <laughs> chase down their dreams. So, um, yeah, why don't you explain, like, what it is that you do sure. at the Venture Center? Sure. Yeah. So I'm, as you said, currently a director of the Venture Center at Fox Valley Technical College. 
And what we are is a small business and entrepreneur resource center. We focus on providing seminars, workshops, one-on-one -on -one technical assistance, and different kinds of events to help entrepreneurs and people who want to launch or grow a small business learn what they need to so they can make a really informed decision about if they want to move forward with that idea in a more formal way or not. And if they do want to move forward, what, how are they going to make money? What's that business model that's going to support this idea? And then what kind of plan do they need? And who else do they need to connect with mm -hmm. in Northeast Wisconsin to help them be successful? Definitely, that's awesome. Um, do you work directly with clients? Still, I do. do. Yes, cool. yes, yes. Um, how big is like the team at the Venture Center? So the Venture Center consists of myself, and we have a full-time administrative assistant. And then we also, you and I were talking earlier about Dale Walker and his role as director of business and industry services at Fox Valley Tech. Well, Dale and um, has assembled a great team at Business and Industry Services, of which the Venture Center is a, a part of. And so we're really good at leveraging that team cool. to help us. What, so, and really, our um, culture at Business and Industry Services in Dale's area is really a um, one for all, right? So we all kind of, even though we have our titles and our departments, mm -hmm. we all work together to realize the goals we're working towards. Sweet. So you're working together to help people the best you can. Yeah, I mean, like much like an entrepreneur has right. to work with a variety of different people that they are responsible, that report to them and don't, right? They have a sphere of influence. So do we. I tell people I'm an um, entrepreneur turned intrapreneur now at the college, responsible for driving startups and doing it in a break-even or better fashion at the yes. college. But I also know... As an entrepreneur, you learn not only how to leverage external resources, but internal resources to help you be successful. Does entrepreneur mean like you're an introvert that's an entrepreneur, or does that mean that you you have entrepreneurial spirit within like a like a what do you call it like an establishment? Yes. So I think of myself as an entrepreneur within a larger institution. This mm -hmm. larger institution being. Fox Valley Technical College. Right. Then I fall within, the Venture Center is within Business and Industry Services. And all the work we do in Business and Industry Services is geared towards just that, right? Business mm -hmm. and Industry. And so as Director of the Venture Center, I'm blessed because I get to focus primarily my efforts on startups mm -hmm. and established small business owners, as well as some medium and large size firms in the area of design thinking or innovation processes. Cool. Mm -hmm. So, um, like, how many startups are you working with right now? Like, for just as an example. <laughs> I honestly couldn't tell you the actual sure. number, <laughs> but That's to give cool. you some idea of scope, right? So yeah. um, we have an Explorer starting a business workshop Wednesday night happening mm -hmm. here in Appleton. And usually when we run those, we'll have between 15 and 30 people consistently mm -hmm. attend those. We offer that every month in the area. So we're interacting with and talking with all those folks mm -hmm. at those events. <clears throat> then we have um, people who actually come 
enroll in our eSeed Entrepreneur Training Series or our Proceed Business Model Design Workshop or Marketing Made Lean or any one of the other mm-hmm. workshops or seminars we're mm-hmm. offering. And for example, last year we had 80 people go through eSeed to take mm-hmm. that idea, validate that business model, and develop a And is that like something you pay for? Is that something that you have to get accepted in? Like what's the... Yeah, that's why I tell people I'm an entrepreneur turned entrepreneur or entrepreneur Mm -hmm. turned entrepreneur. Part of it is because at the Venture Center, we are a fee-for-service entrepreneurship or small business center. So unless there is a specific grant or something we could apply for and partner with the Fox Valley Tech Foundation to do that, otherwise everything that we design an offer in the marketplace is at a fee. Mm-hmm. And so it pays for itself. Right, right. Very cool. Yes. Yeah. That's, uh, people, I mean, people like to hear that because it's like, well, I don't know. I, I don't know why I'm going here, I guess. Mm-hmm. But, like, if you, if you look at it from, like, the old conservative mindset, it's like, um, where's all my tax money going? It's like, right. You don't even use the tax money because you're leveraging entrepreneurship to help entrepreneurs in a way that's a functioning business model. Yes, yes. And obviously some years, you know, I tell people our board of directors at Fox Valley Technical College of Leadership there, that's really who we um, have to answer to in Mm. addition to the constituency in the district, right? But um, we have to do so in our best effort at break even or better. In some years we've been better. Some years we've been break even, some years we haven't, Mm -hmm. you know, like a regular business. Right. (laughs) But um, But we make informed decisions. We have a budgeting process. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of internal controls that help us um, be very uh, mindful and efficient in the way we use our resources. Mm -hmm. Sweet. Mm -hmm. What? So I could be wrong. I'm sure you love all of it. Um, but it seems like you're, you're really excited about the startup aspect. And like, that was a question today. Yes. If you yes. could start, like, yes. why aren't you basically? Um, so what excites you the most about the startup space, um, right now at this point in history? Um, and then what, what excites you about Northeast Wisconsin in particular? Sure. I think the thing that excites me the most now when I think about people pursuing, have, doing their own thing, having their own business, is there are more resources available to them now than it, and ever before. So it is it constantly like, I picked a career where the next day is constantly the next best day to be in that industry, right? So certainly if you're gonna launch a business or being able to help people launch and grow businesses, I've seen the evolution, the impact of technology, I think is the biggest factor that has impacted all industries, all um, different phases of business, but certainly startups and small businesses as well, because if you are operating in a place where you can get access to broadband and get access to technology, you can really leverage that and it's a game changer today. So that's what excites me the most about entrepreneurship today, Um, all the potential because of the technology that's available, right? In, in, In the way it's 
really changing the way people interact and think and do work and the kind of work they spend their time doing. Yeah. I think that's exciting. Um, Northeast Wisconsin, Mm -hmm. just the ecosystem, you know, I mean, you're part of it. Look at, I've been doing this for a really long time Mm -hmm. and it is so fun now to see all the different players and all the different people, organizations, businesses in the ecosystem emerging, growing, becoming more of their own in services and what they provide for entrepreneurs and business owners. That's cool. Yeah, seeing it really like flourish and kind of come to scale, if you will. It's getting there, right? I mean, we still have obviously a lot of work to do, Oh, but right always yeah. and we are in uh the best place we've ever been in yeah yeah definitely is there um do you feel like your impact or your scope in general is more like oshkosh to green bay do you feel like it's all northeast like where do you feel right. connected to Well, I feel really connected to the Fox Valley Technical College District. Mm -hmm. So if we want to be technical about that, right, it's um, all of five counties, and those being Washera, Wapaka, Winnebago, Outagamie, and um, Calumet, I believe, and then parts of others, right? I think there's four other counties we might be part of, Brown County and um, Shawano County, some of the other outliers, right? So that's really where, I mean, I've um, been raised in this area. It's where I raised my family. Mm -hmm. It's, um, my kids are here. A lot of my family lives in Northeast Wisconsin. So I would say, um, yeah, it's the, it's where I'm from and it's where I've been blessed to be able to work. Cool. Where you go to, you went to university somewhere? I went to Alverno College, actually, in Milwaukee. Okay. Yes. Cool. Yes. So not too, not too no. far. No, no. So I, I was born in Milwaukee, and okay. then my family moved out, and I spent, you know, from first grade on <laughs> nice. in either western or um, rural central Wisconsin. Okay. So, yeah, I feel like... Um, in my mind, like the whole state is my backyard, right? Yeah. But my focus in the work that we do certainly exactly. will talk and help people from anywhere right. if they want to come to us or they come and meet with us at one of our regional centers and maybe they're driving from Adams Friendship to Wetoma, right? Or Westfield to Wetoma to come meet with us. That's totally fine. Yeah. But really where my focus is is certainly within what we define as the boundaries for Fox Valley Technical College. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, are there any, like, because uh, how long have you been helping startups and small businesses? My whole career. Your whole career. Yeah, I've been a startup junkie okay. from the get-go. I knew. Did you work in a startup? Yeah. My family, I come from a long line of small business owners and entrepreneurs. I mean, I can go back to my grandparents. I won't bore you, but there's a lot of them, right? A lot of us. What type of industry? Hospitality. And um, so my grandparents ran very successful um, taverns, they were called, back in North Dakota and in Arizona, a supper club. And today I have a brother-in-law and sister and many family members that work in one of Wisconsin's oldest supper clubs. Two Lakes out in Almond, Wisconsin. So shout out to Maggie and Jeff and everybody at Two Lakes. Yeah, because 
they really work hard every season to create a great experience for their customers. And when I was in high school, I worked at Two Lights as a waitress, right? I learned a lot from the business owners that operated that business and the opportunity they gave me. Pretty much everybody I worked with as a kid owned a small business or, and all my friends either came from a farm or the families had a small business. I grew up in Wild Rose. Okay. So, cool. yeah. So I've always been drawn to it. It's yeah. what. It's very, very similar for yeah, me. Yeah, it never gets old. Yeah. Is it? Well, yeah, I mean, my dad owns a small business. A lot of his brothers also do. Yes. Um, and then my grandparents, they came from a farm. And, oh, sure. Uh, what was the other? Um, oh, yeah, and then every business I worked at, like, through high school and college was always, like, small. You could talk to the owner locally owned. Right. When you think back to those times, Evan, can you think of some of the conversations you had with those business owners back then that were, you didn't realize how much they would form and mold you and yeah. would carry you as you went forward, but now you think about it and you're like, dang, I was lucky. Yeah, they were definitely like, maybe I showed some promise or something, but they were definitely very like friendly. How? Yeah, I would say. I'm sure there was more than I can like mm -hmm. grasp onto. Even just like jokes, like because uh, one of them, one of them uh, closed their business for the. Um, it was um, Wally at uh, Robbins, mm -hmm. where the new Oshkosh Court building. Sure. Um, and he joked one time. He's like, "When are you gonna buy this business?" And I was just like, "I don't know, just stuff like that." I guess. Right. But uh, you probably know Mike Van Aston. He was the other guy I worked for again, okay of uh Liberty Hall uh-huh yeah anyway um but yeah so so you worked in family businesses yes you w just grew up in that like let's make it happen yeah. let's help each other get yeah. stuff done kind of yeah area and what happened like post-college well that was it when I was in college taking all these, I was a double major, right? So I was studying business management and professional communication. So I was creating and writing and doing all this business writing and communication stuff. Mm -hmm. And then also learning about marketing and mm -hmm. HR and the finance side. Yeah. And even though I was not good with algebra or calculus, I was good with a spreadsheet, right? I could do business math. I mean, it was yeah. just really exciting to find that out about myself. I wasn't yeah. good with that kind of math, but this guy, and to make the connection between the financials and the marketing, and then marketing and really the leadership and the, the skills of that business owner. Yeah. And my capstone class in for my undergrad was a business planning class. So you had to write a business plan for a small business. Okay. And I was in my... Like, that was my element. It yeah. was so much fun to bring all the stuff I had been learning in both of the disciplines I'd been mm -hmm. focused on, right? Finally bring all the different pieces of a business together under the umbrella of a plan and see how decisions you make in one area could impact the other. Yeah. And it was doing that that I'm like, okay, my parents never had a business plan. None of these business owners I ever worked for ever had a business plan. Like, yeah. Why don't they? Because if they had one, I could immediately see how it could help them so much, right? Mm -hmm. 
So that's when I got really excited. Well, of course, they weren't going to... Yeah, I'm going to go back and tell my dad. And parents, yeah. You need to have a business plan now. I was the first one to go to college. You know, no. Yeah. I, they weren't that. I mean, they were proud of me, excited, but they weren't my first people to experiment on. Let's just say that. I, I had other, you know, I got another opportunity um, before uh, my first job um, when I graduated from college was working for CAP Services. Okay. So CAP Services is a community action agency headquartered in Stevens Point, but it covers five counties uh, in central Wisconsin. And so what you're doing now? Yeah, I was a jobs and business development coordinator at a nonprofit. So I got to help low and moderate income people Mm -hmm. achieve self-sufficiency through self-employment. Wow, that's cool. It's, It's crazy to me, like being a millennial, um, I mean, I'm 25, and, like, essentially, I mean, I've never been alive where the internet wasn't around, but, like, it came to scale, like, when I was in high school, really. <laughs> but really, most people were getting there, especially in this area. We were, like, we were on top of it in schools mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, like, fourth, fifth grade. So, like, there was a time I didn't have it, but... Right. So it's, it's cool. It's always cool to me to, like, hear about... Like that thing still got done before it because it's so drastically changed how we do right. everything. But because um, like even getting the word out about your events, mm-hmm. like the one you have coming out this Wednesday, right? Um, like it's all internet now, right? But like people still came to those things back yes. then. Like yes. you still, you still had people coming and like what's the difference then and now compared to like. Like, maybe what type of business ideas people were trying to approach? Well, certainly we have always, from my perspective, right, we have always um, represented the industries that are thriving in our area, right? So those people are coming out of those industries with, or working, being employees in those industries oh, with yeah. ideas, right? Yeah, yeah. So manufacturers and um, a lot of um, people who are in the skilled trades, a lot in the healthcare profession, sure. more and more in technology. Sure. And then all of the mom and pop Main Street, mm-hmm. interesting you know, businesses that make it a great place to, to be in Wisconsin. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Do a lot of the people who work in industry, like um, paper, for example, or something, um, when someone comes out with an idea, do they often come up with an idea that they then sell back to the people that they just work for kind of a thing? And they build a niche that way? Or? It's more, I think, of people have been doing something for 15, 20, 25 years. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people... Um, have an idea to do something else Mm -hmm. and they finally get to a point in their life where it makes sense to look at that idea Mm -hmm. and see hmm, is it a good idea does it make sense could Mm -hmm. i be successful launching and growing a business around this idea and if it is then when could i leave the day job right get rid of the golden handcuffs yeah take some risk and do this thing yeah what is what is so that that's an interesting question. It's it's essentially, yeah. When can you make enough money to live whatever lifestyle you need to live, doing what you want to do, so that you can leave the thing you don't want to do? What right. like what is 
from from what you've seen, uh, like on average, what does it seem like that timeline looks like? And I know it's like different mm-hmm. for everybody, but what is it usually like? I don't know. What's the average? Would you think? I would say once people start working with us, if they have an idea and they go through the process of investigating it, understanding what their business model will be, developing a plan for it, and it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Part of working um, with the Venture Center and like going through EC, you're kind of um, building the plane as you're flying it, right? Yeah. So they're really taking action. Mm-hmm. So usually within six months to two years of going through that experience, mm-hmm. people will be able to know if they're if they're looking to exit a career or transition to do something else i would say that's what we're seeing interesting mm-hmm. interesting so yeah i guess it really probably depends on how like what your thing is too mm-hmm. because if you're trying to build like a product that immediately has like value on the market um i think six months to two years makes sense i think um if you're trying to build like a brand or something around like so like like are you familiar with Gary Vee? Yeah. So he's always he talks about like um like you could every night after work you could sit at home and you could record a podcast about that's so raven or like some like the golden girls or something like some sure. show that you sure. like and you could come up with fan theories you could talk to you could talk to some of like maybe someone worked stage crew or something but you could do all these things to make this content to build yourself as like the the person who knows everything about blank sure become like a media brand for that sure example i just saw a coaster on the windsill over the uh windowsill over there for a, a star wars podcast i don't know if it's run out of here or what but right um but the number he always shoots out there and it's it's just a number but he's like He's like, if you started doing this, if you started doing a Black Panther podcast seven years ago, like when Black Panther came out, you now, like they Disney might have approached you with 150 grand or, you know, sure. what I mean, to to promote their release of the video. Right. Um. But yeah, I guess the idea behind that is like, if you're gonna do something in the long tail of the internet, which I'm, you're, yeah, gonna, yeah, I figure. Yeah. Um. But if you're going to do something like that, like niche and build a brand, I feel like two years is like probably too short, if I had to guess. So I guess it depends on what you're trying to do. And I I guess in your case, too, it probably makes more sense because you're getting people that are trying to like get to market, Mm -hmm. right? Because if you're doing a business model, you're not just like building a brand around an idea. You're like... You bring product to market. Right. A product, a service, a technology, software, something to market. And certainly, everybody who goes into business is building a brand. That's the part people don't realize from the beginning. Really? That's your first job, is to tell your story and understand why are you going to be compelling enough, distinctive enough for people to, and and what are you going to do to deliver? For your customers that make you worth repeating, mm-hmm. um, make you worth talking about, yeah. and um, help you build your brand, right? Definitely. So people always get really wrapped up in 
the technical thing or the product or their service or their features or if you know any of that stuff and really nobody cares Mm -hmm. nobody cares yeah what's your approach to say someone says they want um they have this great product um maybe just expand on like building brand and like what you Mm -hmm. recommend to well, I think um, a couple of books I read in the last year that I found really helpful. And I have an insatiable desire to always be learning, right? And especially business, like it's never ending. You always have to be learning and applying what you're learning and figuring out what works and what doesn't, right? So that is a very, that's exciting to always be doing that. So David Breyer, um, brand intervention. He is the author of that book, and he is a brand guru. And right. he lives in Wisconsin, really? north northwest Wisconsin. He's amazing, and he I've learned a lot from him in working with him, in in seeing the work he's done with clients that I've referred to him, and just in um, his book, Brand Intervention. Right, right. and really, there he's driving home um, the point that, you know. I have to think about this for a moment because yeah. it's an important quote that um, I like, really like and I think about um, from his book. And he says, you know, a good brand will make the people who created that brand feel good about themselves. A great brand will make customers feel good about themselves. Mm. Right? Yeah. And so that really makes you think if you are doing it right, people are feeling really good once they've interacted with you or experienced your product or your service, right? You've helped them solve a problem, and as a result, they have some positive emotion (laughs) related to that. And then enough so that hopefully it comes comes back down the line. Yes. So David Breyer and Brand Intervention, and then, of course, um, Seth Godin. And what is marketing? That came out, I think, in December um, 2018. Yeah, late December. And that is awesome. Seth Godin, he's a pretty incredible, insightful, savvy marketer and guru. I think I listened to a podcast with him and Tim Ferriss. Oh, I bet you did. I bet it was awesome. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. it would be those two together for sure. Yes. So I think, um, yeah, building in... That's probably what has become more clear for me after all these years of helping people um, is really helping them understand they are building a brand and what kind of investment are they going to make to do that Mm -hmm. and how are they going to do that because that is just as important as how the product looks or feels Mm -hmm. or works Mm -hmm. or the service is delivered. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Do you have a go-to approach or like suggestion tool belt if people struggle? And then another question, which I think is really important, is: Do you just do you? Because I've been thinking about this with like, because um, there's like potential clients that I have, mm-hmm. and it's like sometimes I wonder hmm, how would I get, like I need to get their mindset somewhere, and I can't just like tell them how to do it i need to right do you ever like so someone comes to you they say i need to update my brand here's my product i sell um or they say here's my product and you say you need to work on your brand and they say Mm -hmm. well what do you think i should do Mm -hmm. do you ever just like give them suggestions or do you force them to like come to the conclusion by themselves (laughs) i don't 
force anyone right, to do right. anything, right? Do you, do what I do is them? help, yeah, really help guide, ask some probing questions, right? First, I need to know a little bit more about, usually when people are coming to you, it's no different than we go to the doctor, we tell them our symptoms, right? And then they are able to better diagnose what's wrong with us. People will come to me and come to us, especially established business owner with symptoms. This isn't working or that isn't working or I need a better product or service or whatever. And um, instead it's asking questions. So if it relates to brand and they say, well, you know, they think they need some new advertising or a new logo, but really they haven't spent enough time from the beginning on their vision, mission, and brand. Um, you have to help them understand that and take them there, you know, and find out what is your vision and mission and have you done the work in that area? Because um, it that definitely relates to the brand that they end up creating. And sadly, a lot of people um, think that you can just give that to them. And you can't. I mean, that's the work of an entrepreneur. Entrepreneurs have an idea, and it's a good idea. They also have some vision of where they're going and the impact this idea could have in the world and what they're going to do with it, right? And what, what they want to accomplish and what this would look like when they were all grown up. That's vision, right? Yeah. You match that with your brand. Mm -hmm. I think, um, right. That's usually where if they're struggling with a brand story or getting brand identity, distinction or awareness, they haven't done enough, um, spent enough time. Digging deep. Right. Digging and deep. first I tell people like a vision for yourself, mm -hmm. then a vision for your business. Mm -hmm. And they're like, what? I'm like, no, first you have to figure out what do you want to be doing while you're on this planet? Right. What do you want to be spending your time doing? Mm -hmm. And then create a business that serves that. Mm -hmm. That's the goal. Yeah, because it's, it's like the e-myth, which I'm sure you've read sure. and consumed in some way. Because um, no matter what you're doing, you're building work for yourself. Then it's like, what do you want that work to look like? Right, yeah, right. And what do you want to spend your time doing? Mm -hmm. You know? Definitely. Um, so when I when I think about a brand or the word brand, I think of um, well, obviously it's an image or it's a feeling. It's really an experience, but um, all of the above, right? Uh, but like a, a simple way to just to say like how could you create it or like what what why is this a business and this a brand? Um, I like to say it's kind of like, what do you do beyond just the product? Mm -hmm. It's like, what's the other value you mm -hmm. offer? Right. Um, do you have, that's, that's what I was trying to get to at the beginning with the, like, do you have a go-to approach that you like to suggest? Like what, what, I guess a better way to say it is what are some things that other brands do above and beyond sale that you right. like to direct other people toward? Well, one of the, I think, coolest things I learned, because um, there's lots of theoretical ways and you can read lots of ways to do it, but I think one of the most visual and impactful way for an entrepreneur business owner to do it is, first of all, go out and gather all the marketing collateral information, flyers, brochures, business cards from your competition, your competitive set. Go get it all, all the stuff. Take screenshots imprint them of their website, right? Their products, whatever. And then once you have all that stuff, 
-hmm. spread it out in front of you. Unlike this table you have here, right? This would be a great table for yeah. doing that. Spread it all out. And now stand back and look at it. And what do you see? What patterns do you see? What colors do you see? What words are they using, right? Yeah. And what you're doing is kind of a, a, a collateral assessment of what's going on in the marketplace, um, what the comp competition is doing. And if you have all their stuff in front of you and you begin to see... Chances are, I bet what you'll find is that they all kind of look the same. They all kind of use the same kind of words. They all kind of maybe have similar color palettes, right? And you're going to start from noticing their similarities. It will help you then figure out how you're going to stand out. Because you want to stand out from all that noise, right? And so, with your brand... What brand story are you telling? What's your brand attitude? What's the look? What are all the different elements of your brand then that are going to provide some distinction from all that noise you're seeing right there? And how will you stand out from the crowd? Cool. I like that a lot. Yeah, Dave Rivera, it's in his book. I think he talks about it. But yeah, that is a that is a very, and it's a great way for people who have never done anything like that before to quickly start understanding what I'm talking about when I say, oh, you need to have a, um, you know, competitive advantage that provides you distinction in the marketplace, right? Like, I know what that means, and, you know, it's great, but the regular person we're working with that is launching a business are like, what are you talking about, right? What does that mean? And so it's a great way to help them apply that and see. What I want you to do is stand out from everybody else. So, so here's everybody else. Right. Here's everybody else. Let's yeah. look at them and really look at it from the point of view. Try to understand them from the point of view of the customer. Mm -hmm. Try to understand from point of view of where they um, are in the industry. Try to stand them from point of view of how they stand out in the community, right? Mm -hmm. It just gives you an opportunity to really do some assessment and understand, wow, um, and give some respect to the competition, right? And understanding that, okay, this is for real, yeah. you know? I'm really going to be doing this. People will really be comparing my business, my brand with all of this right. and with these companies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's cool. I literally, mm -hmm. like, three hours ago was scrolling LinkedIn and mm -hmm. one, there was an article that was like, it was about improving your sales and it mm -hmm. was literally that. Oh, really? Yeah, literally. He's like, I had a chocolatier company, and um, they had the best chocolate ever, and their box was absolutely terrible. Uh huh. So was that David Breyer? That's what somebody I'm else. It might be. It Are you following been. him on LinkedIn? I don't know, oh. but yeah, I know. I mean, well, see, I it's pretty common people. thing to yeah. do. That's the cool thing, and that's mm -hmm. what else excites me about entrepreneurship and business ownership. For anybody that has an idea, we are not talking rocket science, right? No. We are talking business fundamentals, applying once yep. you learn these basic business fundamentals and start applying them to your idea and figuring out what works and what doesn't work, mm -hmm. that's being an entrepreneur, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, the answer is never too far away. Right, right. right. You just, someday, yeah, I mean, we all have blind spots. Right. Yeah, it's cool too. Business is awesome because it's like, it's just like a distilled uh version of people like it's all, it all comes down to people you know mm -hmm. what i mean so no matter how much relationships yeah, yeah exactly mm -hmm. no matter how much technology right you're evolves it's always about people connections relationships yes. 
um, value. Mm-hmm. Trying to make things better. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yes. Um, has has there been a, a business that you work with like a long time ago and they're almost not even a startup anymore? They're just like a successful business that like is a cool success story that you find enjoyable? Well, sure. I think that we have a lot of them in the any, area. Maybe maybe a few that stand out to you. Sure. Well, one I can think of comes right top of mind because I just um, got to read about them in the paper, right? Like, you know, um, it's exciting. Drew, Drew Mus- yeah, you yeah. know Drew from, yeah, yeah. Offbeat Press, yep. Progress Label. Yeah, they printed our dope shirts. Oh, did they? We have uh, shirts that's, that's like dope, like cool. And yeah. It's like the Venture, or the Wisconsin State Outline. Right, so, right. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah. did shirts for the Venture Center, too. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah obviously. Actually, uh, well, it wasn't for the Venture Center, but he was taught, it was one million cups. Yes. He was not pitching, but yeah, I guess. Presenting. Pit, presenting yeah. uh, Teespring or T-Forward. Yeah, T-Forward. T-Forward for nonprofits. Right. Um, and I presented in Venture, Wisconsin on the, we did, on the on same, the same day. day. You were in Alaska. Cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah last summer. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. But yes, they just hit 10 yeah. years. Yeah, so Drew hit yep. 10 years, right? Um. Stellar Blue Technologies this year, I think, hit yep. 15 years. Wow. Uh, Joey Reader them. has amazing events. She's been, um, I bet Joey's like 15, 14, 15 Joey. years to Joey. Joey, Joey Reader with What's amazing she? events. Okay. Yeah, she's got that. She's an event planning company and okay. she's amazing. Oh, cool. <laughs> Thus the name, yeah. amazing events, right? Yeah. So Joey's, you know, really successful. And all of these um, entrepreneurs are, um, have grown, you know, their businesses outside of themselves and really added value to communities that they serve. We have more than 500 business startups and launches in the area now and that are operating and have launched over the years. So we're pretty thrilled about that. Um, most recently, we've been able and blessed to work with veteran entrepreneurs. So there's some veteran entrepreneurs in the area that are really doing some great things. Cool. Yeah. Um, Angel Storm. Yeah, Angel Storm, that is an entrepreneur in our area. You can look her up on YouTube. But she has um, a great business, Ashes to Beauty Ministry. Angel Storm, she's a a professional coach as well as an um, entrepreneur and speaker. And she has a product line with some cool um, themes. Yes. That's an epic name. Isn't it an awesome name? Yes, Angel Storm. Hi, Angel. Look her up. Yeah, right? She is going to be a rock star of some sort. But um, definitely, she's. it's just been really awesome to to work with all the different veteran entrepreneurs as well. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. I imagine, I mean, whenever I hear the word super connector, like I think of you. Oh. Yeah, I mean, you just have, you just know so many people, you've touched so many businesses and lives, and it's pretty cool. Well, thank you for that. I I don't think of myself as a super connector. I think of myself, I'm like, wow, this is what happens when you're blessed enough in life to figure out really early on what you love to do, mm-hmm. and then 
all the choices you make in your career path keep enabling you to do that. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe under a different title or in a different way or at a different organization, yeah. but you still are interacting with and helping people take an idea and manifest that idea into reality. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. If you don't, this might be, I mean, it's kind of personal, I guess, but do you have like a mission statement vision for your life career, life slash career? I, well, you know, um, I would have to say uh, my personal, what I want to do, you know, personally is pretty closely tied to also some of the work we do at Fox Valley Technical College or the Venture Center, even those are, those, those are entities. Um, I said, I think personally, I'm always striving to be of service and to just do it in the best way that I can, in the way that I'm called, right? So sometimes people need you for different reasons. Sometimes, and oftentimes I'm just, listen, you know, in there to listen to people. And um, so I think personally, that's what I've always been driven by, my own personal quest to be of service to people. And just when I'm with them, pay attention to them listen to them mm -hmm. and then through that i can better um be what i need to for them nice yeah it's beautiful oh that's cool thanks <laughs> yeah thanks um so i guess does like and i don't want this to be like because I know how tied to Northeast Wisconsin you are, but like if some opportunity came up at like a state level or like, um, or like someday some president calls you and says, Amy Peach, we need you <laughs> to run our, like, w would that be a calling that you would answer to? Or are you like particular to like Eastern Wisconsin? I think, uh, obviously, I'm um, passionate and committed to Northeast Wisconsin, yet I'm also open to other things. And I've really been lucky lately. The last few years at the Venture Center, we've been called and had the opportunity to get involved with other organizations through national and international grants cool. to do some work abroad, to travel, to take... Wow this um, thing called entrepreneurship and export it beyond our borders in the U.S. even. Mm -hmm. And so I think I would go where I was called okay. and I've been lucky to be able to do that. And cool. the college is pretty um, great in supporting their talent as well to do what they need to. Yeah, that's cool. Mm -hmm. Where have you gone other than outside of the U.S.? Uh, so the first, very first project we did was with students out of Colombia. Okay. So we went to Colombia, Cartagena, and worked with entrepreneurs there, helped them develop their business models. Um, we They came here and spent time with us, and then we took students, more the traditional students from Fox Valley Tech, on a study abroad focused around entrepreneurship to Cartagena. Uh, most recently, in March, we went, we partnered with the University of Buenos Aires through the 100,000 strong in the Americas program, and that is a program to 
do just that, have really strong relationships between the Americas and citizens in the Americas. And we um, were able to have, I believe it was six entrepreneurs from Northeast Wisconsin uh, travel to Buenos Aires for 10 days. And then we connected with and spent time with eight small business owners and entrepreneurs there and then they came to northeast wisconsin for 10 days so and in december we'll be welcoming um, some entrepreneurs from russia who will be here as part of open world and spending 10 days or so with us in northeast wisconsin cool yes yeah yeah definitely (laughs) have you meet them right well the next time we do a study abroad definitely your show you know you can take what you do international yeah definitely yes um my fiance is actually from Buenos Aires. That's where she was born. No way! Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, so, how exciting! Have you been there yet? No. Oh, why not? No. Um, we're we're gonna go a year <laughs> yes. after. We're gonna go about a year after we get married. Okay. As a, a honeymoon. Okay. So, oh, definitely so, do it and yeah. plan. Yeah, a couple weeks. I mean. You let me know when you go because we have some awesome connections there now yeah. at the Venture Center. There are some incredible entrepreneurs who came here who love Northeast Wisconsin who would welcome you. I know they would yeah, really with cool. open arms and they would love to to show you around and get you yeah. connected. And I mean, a couple of them, they have businesses like that go down to Patagonia. So, yeah, Ramon, yeah, Ramon has a, yeah, he grows um, lupine in Patagonia region of um, Argentina, south of, lupine is, it creates a seed, and then from that seed he creates flour. So lupine flour, and he sells it, it's a high protein flour that he then sells to like health food stores and things in Buenos Aires and other parts of Argentina. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, Patagonia is crazy. I'm a yes. big outdoors person, Yes. Okay. So oh. That would be. Yeah, and Lucas, he has a business where he creates um, natural nut mixes. Okay. And, you know, we call them corn nuts, but they call them something else there. Okay. But he flavors those, and he imports oh. cranberries from Wisconsin really? via Chile for his nut mixes. Yes. Wow. So, and Serena, so Martina. Cool. Yeah, we've there's a whole group of them down yeah. there. I'll definitely reach Oh, out. that's exciting. Yeah. I mean, my guess is we'll probably, yeah, if we do a couple of weeks, we'll probably spend some time with her family. And then yes. we could do a few days. Definitely. With, like, meeting and mm-hmm. getting shown around. That well, it's always so cool. fun when you can connect with. New and then people, Ruben yeah. Cesar. Ruben is their, um, one of the instructors. He's a mover and shaker in the entrepreneurship ecosystem in Buenos Aires. Okay. So, like, they're doing some cool partnerships with Volkswagen, with Bear. You know, Bear just bought Monsanto. They have a bit. So, I mean, um, some of the oil companies that are down there, you know, getting more involved in supporting the people there and entrepreneurship. So, yeah. Yeah, I'll definitely reach out. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Yes, I love... um, South America. I've just fallen in love with it. From our experiences, I just really have. Um, And then in June, I was in India. Really? And so I did participated in a social entrepreneurship immersion in Southeast India. Wow. Mm -hmm. So like we've like you know the Bay of Bombay, the Indian Ocean, right, closer to China. 
Mm-hmm. Right. Cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What was that like? It was incredible, you know, definitely. You yes, there's that. a reason those two words go together. Yeah. Yeah, that's another show. Culture shock. <laughs> yeah, we should yeah. talk about it sometime. Yeah. Beautiful country, you know, beautiful people. Yeah. They too have an emerging and ever growing entrepreneur ecosystem. Yeah. Um, and we've got to interact with some um, women that are part of their um, micro enterprise credit program. So getting very, very small loans um, to be able to. There. Is mm-hmm. that like a region in India's program? like a kind of like a state program yep actually most of them um were more in line with what we would call traditional charities here nonprofits. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. doing that kind of work gotcha. mm-hmm. um yeah there could be that would be a cool series to have like these entrepreneurships like explain their culture their version of culture shock coming here right you know what i mean right uh yeah potentially vice versa we're yeah. Do that. You guys would have to pay for me to go to these cool yes. places. You know, to yes. Yes. But... <laughs> Do you know Jude? Jude. The owner of Visinex here no. in the region. Oh, we'll have to connect because okay. Jude is from Ghana, oh, and right. so he'd be a great guest for you and to be able to talk about the differences. Yeah. You know, in Africa and specifically in Ghana, then yeah. to here. You know. Yeah, Plus, I'm I'm trying to like you know get um jude's attention because i think okay. the next place i want to go okay. and take entrepreneurs is africa in yeah. ghana so i want him to know dude remember when we talked about that yeah, yeah. for sure yeah. but wouldn't that be cool Absolutely. you know i think so and I, what i found is there's a real interest here in entrepreneurs in our region to do travel abroad and to do travel with a purpose and to do travel with the intent of being able to connect with entrepreneurs in another country, mm-hmm. form relationships and see what could come from that and what you can learn from each other. I've learned in a very short time the same skills you need to be successful as an entrepreneur and entrepreneur are in full play when you are doing study abroad and in another country. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. When you say like when you say in play, do you mean like for that entrepreneur or like that entrepreneur or entrepreneur sees it in play in the other people both but like for you as an individual like if you went you'll you'll realize you know from have you done study abroad or traveled outside the u.s well you'll know like you'll see um good critical thinking skills good decision making skills good communication skills comfort with ambiguity and some organized chaos because you, you are not in the U.S. anymore, yeah. right? Yeah. You are some vulnerability, but yeah. yet um, having um, conviction in what you're doing, right? Mm-hmm. And having the confidence to know that while you're in country, you know, you're going to use these other skill sets. But this is kind of like entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. You don't know what's going to happen exactly day to day. Yeah, you kind of have a plan, but you're also flexible enough to know that things change and stuff happens and you know we're just going to bring our best selves to the to the events of the day and see what unfolds right yeah yeah it's a micro a micro chasm or it's a yeah like a micro immersion into learning some stuff about yourself and others yeah fractal that's what i was thinking okay sure sure definitely um 
cool. What, like, I guess it's kind of like a, what's your favorite piece of advice? Like, what's, yeah, what's your favorite piece of advice to give people who haven't made the jump yet to do something that they want to do, but they have an idea? Do it. Like, if you want to be an artist, but you're afraid no one's going to buy your art, start, start selling your art. Make art and sell it to people. If you're going to have a restaurant or build software, whatever it is, start doing it in some fashion. Start. That, that kind of, that just like reminded me, um, my biggest problem starting was the MVP. Mm -hmm. So like, what actually is that? I thought that at first I thought it was getting people to say, yes, would you use this? And that's, that's not really it. It's, it's doing a small, smaller version of right. um, And getting them to pay you for it, right? right. And yeah. reinvesting that back in. Yeah. How much of a focus is, is your work on, on the MVP? Um, is it most, it depends on what stage they're at. Yeah, at. most, it does depend, but most people, I mean, we'll tell them if you want to be an author, then you need to, you know, and write a book, you need to start writing. If you're going to be a baker, start baking. You be a bartender, start mixing drinks. And any of you that have food ideas, you have to bring your samples to class and we'll, we'll let you know. We'll give you feedback. But truly, if you're going to be a consultant, a carpenter, a builder, whatever it is, you need to as quickly as you can start offering it to people and getting in and delivering it and getting that feedback mm -hmm. early on because that early on feedback when your idea is in its crudest form can sometimes be the most helpful and the most informative mm -hmm. uh the worst thing you can do is wait keep it a secret don't talk about it wait 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 till you think everything's perfect and then go do it mm -hmm. right you want to be um iterating right from the get-go because you will always be making it better. Mm -hmm. As a business owner, a you're business always owner. improving, you're always learning, and hopefully applying what you're learning to your business, to your customers' interaction and experience, to your products and services, and then making changes um, with the idea of making it better all the time. Definitely. Yeah, that's funny um, because that like I experienced both um, and like I was lucky enough to have even approached the territory at such a young age I was mm -hmm. like basically I came up with an idea when I was 20 right and um, kept it essentially a secret and wrote ideas in a notebook mm -hmm. like I was, I was trying, trying to iterate, iterate without you know even doing it being close to right. it um, for about two years and then there was like a one-year buffer where I kind of started to get it. And then I just started. And where I started and like where the idea was for these two years right. is like different universes. Like completely yeah. different, right? Yeah. So and that's why you don't want to fall in love with your first idea. Yeah. You know, because yeah. if you fall in love with it too quickly, then you start to refine it before you should. Yeah. And you become too committed to it before you should. Because it is not your first idea that's going to be your best. Yeah. So the goal is to get through really all the bad ideas as quickly as you can, right? And appreciate them and value the bad ideas, but then get to the good ideas. That's why I love our business model design, working with companies on that, because that's a live, 
you know, two and a half day experience and where people really get to play with their ideas and understand those types of concepts. Cool. Do you guys see, um, do you guys see yourself as kind of, um, an intensive consulting, like, like almost like a consulting team that has these different intensive programs like you, like, I think of us as facilitators because myself, you asked earlier um, about the size of the Venture Center. So there's Jill and I, you know, our staff, full-time staff directly related to the Venture Center. But then in addition to Jill and I, we have uh, seven or eight different adjuncts now that work with us. And all those adjunct faculty are successful entrepreneurs and small business owners in the area as well. And so I consider all of them and myself facilitators. We're facilitators of ideas. We have um, certain workshops, certain processes, certain approaches using design thinking to help people people, um, validate an idea, develop that business model, get a plan, access the financing, break into the ecosystem, right? Um, But we're, we're not, I don't think of us as consultants, we're facilitators. Now, if you need some good insight about something, if you want us to provide technical assistance, if you want something like that from us, you ask it, could we give that to you? Sure. But for the most part, it's our goal to really be um, have um, education and training that people need so they can figure out and solve their problems themselves because it won't be the first time they have to do it usually right yeah yeah and build their skills like understanding and respecting entrepreneurship as a discipline and understanding and knowing under that umbrella of discipline there are all these different areas and skill sets that you need to have in order to make it all work do you mean things like negotiation or like sales or like communications or, or do you mean because you it's more so business things rather it's not like you're teaching people how to like use photoshop or like right not nope um everything, I we i like to think of it as people come to us with those technical skills so whether right. they're like you video or yeah plumbers right bakers, masons, right? Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter. They come to us equipped with the skills of the um, trade and what they have to do. Then it is up to us to understand and help them assess and know what are their management skills like? Like all the skills required for the daily operations of the business. So human resource skills and marketing skills and financial skills and production skills, operational skills, right? all those skills you need on day-to-day to to run your business where are they then we look at where are they when it comes to um, innovation and leadership skills because I believe it is leadership and innovation are the two skill sets that take you the furthest Mm -hmm. as an entrepreneur so where are you and um, where do you want to be with regards to those skills and then lastly emotional intelligence self-awareness right how good are they at being self-aware their communication skills creativity skills um, understanding uh, themselves as and how what they say and how they act and what they do how that lands with others and impacts others I'm sure that's 
yeah, it's interesting. I, like, as you're going through all these things, I'm seeing, like, different people, yeah, different people need help with different things. Right. Definitely. Definitely. You're, you must have a very system, like, system-oriented mind. Like, are you drawn to systems and, like... I definitely am drawn to things, yes, systems that um, can help businesses run better, be more efficient. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, just like... And design, right? Like, I think seeing systems in nature helps me the most. I'm, like you said earlier, you described yourself as someone who is really interested in nature. Mm -hmm. I, too, in my whole life have been in a bandit lucky to spend a lot of time in nature and there's systems right well sure just i you know that what do they call it in japan they call it um i think it's so cute i understand it though totally um forest bathing going for a walk in the woods i'm like oh you mean like how i grew up like hanging out in the woods right but when you're away from that like when i've been to india or china or places where they don't have that i mean i'm so spoiled right so but i think and then when i'm out in nature like one of the things i'll play games with myself and be like um try to create things in my mind what if i was going to solve this problem and i were a tree or a root system or an insect right like i know it sounds so crazy but it forces me to really try to stimulate some different problem solving in different ways in seeing things different right different perspective it's all it's all metaphor like nature nature's got a metaphor for everything right the interesting thing i always think about people is like we almost seem to be the ones that are allowed to like have every metaphor in nature apply to mm-hmm. us like most animals or plants only a few metaphors apply right like uh i don't know like you could see ants as like a metaphor they're almost robotic like they, mm-hmm. they're almost like a metaphor for like a robotic hive a b processing right thing. You know, right they, they have very little communication methods and it's like we have a lot of that but we also have like bird like singing like birds do. Right. we also have you know what i mean yes um but it's cool because you have like even with trees is like a great example um so it's like some trees grow um they grow their full potential in you know 20 years right and they but they don't develop a foundation and they die and then you have your hardwoods that take forever to to get mm-hmm. to where they need to be but when they're there they can go for over a hundred years because they have this deep foundation. Right. It's like, hmm, like what's the metaphor there? It's like, well, if you grow fast, but you don't build your basement first, like right. you're going to topple, you know? Right. And just how they deal with, um, their environment. Mm-hmm. Like they can't move. Right. <laughs> so what kind of system root system, you know, system inside their Protection, cellular system, yeah. their branches, their le- like, what truly is going on that helps them remain so flexible mm-hmm. and so strong and be able to grow year after year, not knowing how much water they're going to get, how much sunlight they're going to get, what the temperature is going to be. But they must have this incredible sensory system that we are not aware of yet mm-hmm. or aware of in a way that 
we could be, right? Right. So oh things God, like that, right? So when it's fun to do that. Let your yeah. mind go do that and then apply that to problems you're having in the business world yeah. and having some fun. I think having fun and playing with ideas and problems a little bit. People are always so serious and we want to do it right and get yeah. it done the first time and don't waste resources and all these things we're told and raised with in Northeast Wisconsin. But yeah. really, those things, you sometimes know, it's okay to rebel down. against some of those sometimes yeah. and um, play and have yeah. some fun solving some problems. Yeah, sometimes. Um, yeah, sometimes you need the potluck at lunch and the, the team right. building once right. a month and yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, cool. Yeah, I definitely, if I'm, if I have like a, a big thing I'm approaching that's new, whether it's like a new series or like a new client or mm -hmm. like, um, an event that I feel like hasn't been like, it's coming up and I didn't do enough to promote it or something. Um, I definitely... Sometimes I'll literally just take a sun, like two hours on a Sunday and like, well, I I don't do this all the time, but I've done this recently. I just like walked around Heckerot like three times mm -hmm. like, and I just stare at my feet and my brain just like runs. Right. It's just like, it's awesome. Yes. And that's like, a, as, as a business, as a discipline, um, I don't remember, I think it was, I don't know if it was Beethoven or Mozart, I think it was. Anyway, one of those composers that we all know mm -hmm. and love, um, he had like manuscripts of his, his discipline, his daily process. And it was like, I think it was wake up, write, drink a bunch of coffee, write, go for a two hour walk, mm -hmm. write, go to bed, repeat. Right. But like, like key to that was the walk. And like he mentioned that, like, um, always drew inspiration from the walk. Yes. And uh, I believe in that wholeheartedly. Yes, I yeah. do as well. Yeah, it's cool. Do you have dogs? I do not. No, not currently. currently. Yeah. No. It's, it's hard, hard to. It's hard to be very. Um, like, dogs are a big responsibility. They take a lot of time. Yes. You can't travel as much. You can't. Right. You can't just jump on an mm -hmm. hour plus podcast. You got to go home and take right. them Right. Right. No, I'm lucky. I have uh, family members that have. So I have, you know. Yes. Yes. I have um, dog, nephew, nieces. Cool. Yes. Do you still walk, though? Even though, do oh, you yeah. Do? Oh, yeah. Yeah. For many years, I did kickboxing. Okay. Cool. I really love that because that was that, you know, one 45 minutes to one hour that. Yeah. I didn't think about, and it was better for me. I was doing it not so much for the physical, but the mental, right? Release. Now, um, I haven't done that. Um, I hurt my shoulder. Then I went to do some CrossFit with my boys. I thought I'd keep up with my boys, you yeah. know? <laughs> so anyway that led to okay now you've actually are getting a little bit older you do have some shoulder issues now so i had to really it was the first time i ever had any kind of injury from doing anything in my life from doing the you know crossfit stuff so i took a break from that and now but recently have gotten back into nice. yeah getting physical because i really missed it but i wanted to get um healthy again yeah before i jumped into anything you, like, mm -hmm. stuff? i did physical therapy for nice. a while yes nice. yes um have you ever tried like cryotherapy or anything like that Any of those i haven't i've seen people talking about cryotherapy have you done that 
I've done it a few times. I don't actually have ailments. Okay. So I can't talk on that mm-hmm. too much. Mm-hmm. Um, I like it. Okay. Um, just as like an energy boost and. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, for me, that's kind of what it's more about. But um, I've heard good things. Okay. Yeah. I might have to give it a longer thought. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I don't know how active you are in the mm-hmm. recovery stage, but um, cool. Well. It was awesome talking to you. Really it was great being here. Yeah. Thank you so much for the great conversation. Yeah, it was absolutely. fun to be able to just spend the time and answering too without someone, you know, tell me to speed it up or right. get on with things. So yep, exactly, yeah, it's fun just to kind of let be what may, you know, have a conversation. Exactly. Right. Yeah, thank you, and yeah. congratulations on all your success. Thank you. Yeah, look forward to keeping up with you and watching yeah, what's definitely. happening. Definitely, we'll we'll connect. Um, we'll have to sit down sometime and mm-hmm. talk for um, sure. So, question of the day, if you want to reiterate. All right, the questioning people. day uh, for Northeast Wisconsin. What's your idea for a business? What's your idea? Let me know. I'd love to hear from people about what their idea is, and uh, certainly and you, come. And if you have one, reach yeah. out. How can people can people reach out to the venture? They can. They can piece? find venture at fbtc.edu shoot us an email they can join me wednesday night at the bordini center right here in appleton at 5 30 we have a free explore starting a business workshop so that's for people with an idea as well as established business owners that want to learn more about what we do i would invite them but then yeah they can definitely reach out to uh, venture at fbtc.edu perfect amy peach everybody thank you bye-bye thank you so much for listening to this podcast it truly means a lot to me 